Hello, you are about to listen to another episode of Beyond Clean, a podcast where we talk about everything that is healthy, positive, and proactive. I am your host, Dave Thompson. Yes, we are in Season 4. We broadcast out of Orlando, Florida. This is where the cleaning industry talks about everything that is healthy, positive, and proactive. We would love to have you on the show, so reach out to me, D. Thompson at academyofcleaning.com or at 888-999-6059. Be sure to listen to our live streaming that we will be doing this year on Podbean. Now, for today's show, let's get started. Good morning, everybody. It is, well, the second Monday of the month because, well, the first Monday was Labor Day and, well, we were out doing other things other than you know, taking a uh, podcast and taping that. So good morning, everybody. It's about 11 o'clock. And, you know, I got to start off the show today by saying it is wonderful to be alive. I just celebrated 63 years last week. And if you've been following uh, the happenings in my world, um, I am now, well, let's say about 45 days past a quadruple bypass and have not felt this good in years and I am so very glad to say that uh, this weekend I did nine miles on the bike on a Saturday 11 miles on the bike trail on Sunday uh, went to physical therapy this morning they upped everything spent more time on everything and I don't know I just have to kind of start Dave you know Sean today saying I am so glad to be here on the podcast with you and feeling not a hundred percent, but I'm getting there. Dave, we're glad to have you. And, and uh, I know what you're going through from my dad has uh, recently went through it. And then I had my brother-in-law actually had a five-way bypass. He had every artery done. So familiar with what you're going through because I witnessed it in my family. And uh, I hope that uh, it continues to be a good thing for you. Well, you know, hey, this that isn't the purpose of our show today, Sean, but you know what? Um, you and I have been talking now for a number of months, and as we have, you know, this is, uh, this is good life. Um, there's a lot of bad stuff going on in the world today, and, uh, you know, I kind of want to talk about some positive things today. Let's do it. Well, you know what? Well, that's good. That's good. I'm glad you're up for it. So let's, before we get too far into the show today, for those people that maybe have not been following and know who Sean DeVore is, let's tell them. Well, I'm. Uh, my name is Sean DeVore. I'm with Mannington Commercial. I'm a commercial sales rep for uh, flooring products that are manufactured uh, in multiple locations here in the United States. And I cover the South Georgia, North Florida region. Uh, been doing commercial flooring for approximately 30 years now. And my primary uh, focus is healthcare and education, primary education and secondary education. And I've got a pretty extensive background in substrates and um, what it takes to prepare a floor and how to choose a floor for a commercial environment. Well, that's great. I'm glad that uh, you're good in that. My name's Dave Thompson. I'm the host of your show today. This is Beyond Clean with Ace. We do this podcast, uh, well, with Sean, at least once a month, do it with other people whenever they get a chance. Our three words we try to follow is healthy, positive, and proactive. Um, Sean, we have a situation. Uh, Gym Supply is opening up a new store. 
they've had a store in Tampa, Florida for a number of years, but just took um, a lease of a new facility for them. However, it's being renovated and I have to be the one to choose some of the floors for my education purposes for our classes. Perfect. Are you ready? To, you ready to help? Yeah, I'm ready to help. Okay, so, so tell me a little bit about the space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what they've got here is uh, commercial carpet tiles everywhere. Okay. Um, kind of a blue and, and gray uh, striped pattern. And what's going to happen is they're going to be taking up a bunch of walls. And of course, you and I both know when they take the walls up, there goes the, you know, the carpet isn't now underneath the wall, it's to the wall. And there's going to be a lot of reworking of floor space. That's correct. So, the, you know, commercial facility, uh, concrete floor, adhesive. We pulled up a couple tiles. It's a white adhesive. I would say maybe troweled on a quarter thick. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's going to have to be taken off. Um, I guess the first thing would be, do you have a best practices for removing that adhesive before we even start with anything? Uh, yeah, good old fashioned elbow grease is one way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> there's two, well, there's two schools of thought. First of all, when you pulled up the carpet tiles, was there any milky white residue or anything? Was the carpet, was the glue still sticky or is it, uh, you know, is it hardened and dry right now? It's not hard and dry. It's not brittle. It's uh, kind of uh, uh, half sticks on the floor and half kind of comes up with the carpet. You can see it kind of stringing across. Mm -hmm. But there's no like real gooey, gooey stuff created when you pull the tiles up. Like it's Well, let's say it this way. We only pulled up a couple of them just to kind of see what it was. So, you know, uh, you know, my first thing in my experience is, if you get one of those chippers, you know, if it's dry and brittle, it just chips right off. But if it's gooey, right. it's going to be a mess. Yeah, you, we call it dinosaur boogers. That's what kind of what it creates. Um, so the reason I'm asking you those questions, first of all, was did you would be the appearance of any likely moisture that would have been there. So uh, if there's no white milkiness under any of the tiles, then you don't have probably do not have a moisture issue. But what I would suggest is getting a test done. Uh, you can get a third party to come in there and do an RH test and drill the slab because you're going back over it with a uh, moisture impervious vinyl uh, that if there is any moisture there, it's uh, going to be trapped and cause the vinyl to pop up. So it's worth your money, even even if it's a small area, to go ahead and uh do an RH test on the slab to get your art so you know where you're at, so you get your baseline. That would be the, the first thing to do. You can do that with the glue still down uh, and just have a company come in and actually do that testing for you. And in 48 hours, you'll know what the what the floor is. And then as far as removing the adhesive, uh, there's two, two schools of thought on it. One of them is to get one of the long-handled scrapers that has a six or eight-inch blade on it. And you actually run through there manually, scrape up what you can, and uh, then you encapsulate it with Ardex or Mape and a cementitious underlayment and just uh, go over and skim coat the whole floor where you have a nice smooth layer over it. Mape and Ardex will recommend a 
primer to go over the adhesive first that you roll on. It's a clear primer. And then once you've done that, uh, then you skim coat your cementitious underlayment up on, over that and create your smooth floor. So that and the, that's the first, first uh, option. The second option is to, if you want to get back down to the original slab, you take, bring in a, a low speed grinder with diamond blades on it and you actually grind the floor and, and get down past the adhesive, um, which creates again, what I mentioned was the dinosaur boogers, which come start coming up and rolling up and you grind the floor and that'll get you back down to the actual uh, clean substrate with no underlayment under it. There is no, neither one is better than the other. Sometimes one is faster than the other one. The, the un, to skim coat the old adhesive is faster than uh, trying to grind it up because of what's created when you start grinding it. Not just the dust and debris, but the, you know, just the old adhesive rolling up. So that's, that's where I would put you to start. Okay, so uh, a number of years ago when I first moved down here and uh, took over this educational department, uh, kind of what uh, you said secondly is what I did because we had a number of different types of floor. And I came in with a scrape away tool on a low speed, uh, smoothed it all out, then took an auto scrubber, cleaned it real good. And then the guy came in with a skim coat and leveled it all out. Right. So that's the same kind of process you could do in this situation if you wanted to do that. Okay. So let's talk about, um, let, let's tell our clients here today the differences, real short and sweet, between LVP and LVT. LVP is luxury vinyl plank and is typically a wood grain look and is in a plank format, either three inch wide by four inch, six inch by four inch, or six inch by 36, or six by 48, any kind of plank type format with a wood look. And now, does that have look. a, you, you said wood look, so I'm also assuming that's a grain as well? Yeah, some have more grain than others. Uh, just depends on who you're buying it from, and if you're getting a more traditional look, or if you're getting a more modern look. Just all depends on how much tick is in the product. Tick being the amount of graining or uh, pattern or three-dimensional look that the product has. Okay. And then, and then the LVT is electric vinyl tile, which is typically in an abstract format uh, or abstract type pattern. It could be a stone or an abstract. Let me digress. A stone or an abstract. 18 by 18, uh, 12 by 24s, 18 by 24s, 18 by 48s. Those are just it's different sizes that are available. Rectangles, squares, uh, and that's referred to as electric vinyl tile. Now, the difference in the two, as far as maintenance goes, uh, there is none. It's just as far as pattern. And we, can, we actually make some of the... Uh, we have one called Softline Pebble, for instance, I'm working on with an end user right now. It's available in a 9 by 36 uh, plank format. So we have abstracts that are available as planks. Um, we, we don't have right now woods that are available in rectangles or squares. Right. And I think uh, that's the big difference, isn't it? Uh, for most people in their first look, if it's in a rectangle right. or a square, it's going to be a tile. Right. And if it's in a plank, it's going to be a wood grain. 
typically that's right. That's ty- that's typically the that's typically the situation. Yes. And then and then the planks are going to have grooves, and the tiles are basically going to be smooth. For the most part, yes. I the as the designs improve and the design changes and what the customer wants and looks like the one I mentioned, the soft line pebble that has a linear look to it, um, but really doesn't have any grooves to it or uh, indentations to it, but it does have a three dimensional linear look. Right. So, I mean, you know, we're talking generalities here, of course, with any of this, we can get into, if you get into a different manufacturer and you get into a certain collection, then the, all these things change. But for the layman just looking at it, those would be the, the general ideas. <clears throat> correct. That is correct. That's the easiest way to determine the two. And, and what's happening is the difference between the two is just getting blurred and called LVT in general, okay. in the commercial market at least. So the, the thing here is, uh, of course, being the education director for the academy, you know, my job is to make sure that we set up um, different areas here so that we can have educational sessions on the two different types of floor. So I've already picked out one room. It's like, uh, I'd say 10 by 15 that we know we're going to be taking up the carpet tiles. And I want to put in the luxury vinyl plank. How do I choose which one? Because what this is going to be is uh, there's not going to be a lot of traffic. Uh, that will be mainly display of different stuff uh, around the edges that you would use to maintain it, of course. And then we'll do a periodic, uh, like once a month class on it. What would I need to know to choose and select the right product? I, I mean, you're wanting to show you're wanting to show the the weaknesses as well as the benefits to the LVP flooring. So uh, the two most common weaknesses are a light color shows more soil sitting on okay. top of it. All right. And a dark color shows more scratches or mars in the product. So, so then should be, should it be a two colored? I've seen some of these yeah. that yeah. are have both colors. Is this to disturb the eye? Yes, to disturb the eyes is exactly, it's just. Uh oh. More pattern. We, 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 we lost you right in the middle of that, Sean. Can you back uh, up on that? Yeah, hold on a second. Uh, do you have me back now? I got you. Come on. All right. So, uh, more like in, in a carpet, as a carpet wrap, more color, more pattern is, is is what I want as far as a carpet in a high traffic area. Same thing kind of goes over for LVT and LVP is that if you mix more patterns and directions on the floor, you get less appearance of soiling and, and tracking and scratches and stuff like that. So, so then I want to um, mix planks light and dark in the same room. Well, I think if, if I would back up and ask you a question, is this going to be a test room or is this going to be a room that's just going to be for aesthetics as well? Well, of course, you know, Sean is going to be their showroom. It's going to be there, you know, where customers are coming in and buying product and people, they definitely want to be drawn to it so that they, they know about that type of floor and the maintenance products that Jim Supply has for those. And then whenever I go in to do classes, 
to show them why we do certain things on the plank versus tile. So, yeah, then what you're telling me most of the time is probably going to be have an aesthetic value. So I would I would just let's come up with a pattern that um, represents a couple of different LVPs. And um, so you get two different color levels and uh, install it together in a pattern. And then that'll help hide soiling and then help you with the cleaning demonstrations when you decide to do one. Okay, so what you're saying, Sean, is in this particular case, uh, to use a light, a dark color next to each other uh, in different patterns, not uh, six lines of dark and six lines of light. No, I would totally completely break it up to where you I probably not even have the same, like if you imagine laying planks on top of each other, running vertically down a, down the room, probably every plank in that row Row A is probably not going to be the same. It's going to be alternating colors, and then you offset it so you have alternating colors in row B, and row C, and row D, and that way. That's how you typically do it. Okay, so we got the color and the pattern figured out because of light and dark and hiding scratches and dirt. What about right. the the thicknesses, the the mill thickness, the protection layers? How do I decide that? Well, the standard wear layer for what you're talking about in that application would probably just be a commercial 20 mil. And that gives you uh, in the consumer 15 year commercial warranty on manufacturing as well as wear. I would start, I would just use a 20 mil. Now, as far as the thickness goes, I would, that goes back to application. So if you want to do less floor prep to the floor, so you don't have telegraphing, then you could go with a four millimeter or a five millimeter product that uh, is a rigid core that has uh, less tendency to telegraph. Like so explain, come up off ex the floor. explain to everybody that's listening what telegraph means, because I'm sure that they don't know. So telegraphing is uh, what our glues, even though they're pressure sensitive, which means that the product has lateral stability where it won't slide or move, but the adhesive has no vertical stability, which if installed properly does not stick to the back of the LVT when you pull a plank up, but it is still very aggressive. So with that being said, the LVT, a typical LVT or LVP is two and a half millimeters thick, which is relatively thin. Right. And when that adhesive grabs and bonds to it and we've rolled it with a hundred pound roller after it's installed, then you, what happens is any um, undulations in the floor or floor imperfections, anything from I've seen razor blades under the floor where the installer gets through, takes it out of his uh, knife uh, case and throws it under the floor, lays it in the glue. Uh, anything that's under it, pebbles, anything, anything like that will telegraph through the product, <laughs> which becomes worse if you put finish on it, which finish is not required, but at this point, um, some companies still, some end users still put finish on it. And if you do that, that just uh, exasperates the issue, makes it worse. So uh, telegraphing is anything that's under the floor, foreign debris that's not supposed to be under the floor, um, telegraphs up through the product and shows imperfections. So if, if a person was spreading uh, underlayment, uh, cementitious underlayment with a trial and was not paying attention to what they were doing properly and left bumps or ridges, I've been in jobs and down corridors where I can see where the actual installer back down the hall spreading underlayment and you can see every little bump under the floor. 
So that's, that's, that is what you get when you get telegraphing. On the opposite side of that, if you have a floor that's pretty bad, that's got a lot of um, undulation, it's, it's uneven, or maybe you have an, a wood floor, wood substrate that's made out of planks that you want to cover up, or you have a, an asbestos-type floor that you don't want to disturb. We've came out with products that are five millimeters thick that actually float over the, the existing substrate and are rigid in construction that don't telegraph. So they span over uh, imperfections in the substrate and allow you to install a floor. Like in my, my home here personally, I just ordered floor for my house. My entire house, when I purchased it, already had ceramic tile through the entire house. And I don't want to go through the process of my buddy bringing in his machine and just putting dust everywhere and tearing all that up and then having to re-skim coat the floor. So we're just going to put a, a five millimeter floating LVT right across the, the ceramic and I don't have to do anything. And I get a brand so, and, new and, floor. And that's where I was going to go to, Sean. We're talking about glue down in this commercial situation. We don't Correct. want a floating floor. So this is where, how thick can I go on a glue down LVP? So we have glue downs that are two and a half millimeter. That's the standard, uh, kind of the old standard standby that's been the thickness. And now we've got, I've got four millimeter that you can also glue down. And the reason we're changing to a little bit thicker product is because it reduces the amount of transitions that you have to make when you transition back to another uh uh, another surface. So, well, and that was what I was going to, that's where I was going to go yeah. to because we're not going to pull up all these carpet tiles. Correct. So with the four millimeter LVT, you're not required to put a transition piece between the carpet tile and the LVT. But at the two and a half, um, I am. Yes. The two and a half you are. Now we have a new, a new transition piece we call fusion transition. It actually takes that two and a half millimeter LVT and within a three inch span will slightly ramp it up uh, to four millimeters so it matches the carpet tile. And then there's it represents itself as like a Schluter. So it, it ramps up the LVT and then it has a three sixteenths inch wide vertical separation between the carpet tile and the LVT that that appears, but it's level with the top of the LVT and the carpet tile. So, now, folks, if you're listening to this either live with us today, we've got a couple of people on, or if you're listening to the recording, you can see here where this is not just something you go to, to, to the hardware store, buy the product and throw it on the floor. There's, I mean, if you do, as you heard, you're going to be into some issues later on. This is not just go gra grab some liquid nails, throw it down and slap it on the floor. No, definitely. And now with the situations of the moisture that we're dealing with uh, out in the market and the different substrates and concrete finishes and, uh, you know, additives to concrete, there's all kinds of things you need to make sure that you're aware of. And how, you know, if that building is over 20, 20 years old, more than likely somewhere along the line, the vapor barrier has been compromised in that building from somebody trenching something out or, you know, having to do a plumbing repair or something like that. So you could possibly have uh, moisture intrusion into that slab, which would cause your LV, LVP or LVT to fail. All right. So uh, we got the color. We need a pattern. Uh, what I'm hearing is I need to go with a four mil. Uh, right. If I go with a four mil, 
I need to make sure I've got a 20 mil wear layer or is that going to be layer. standard? Yeah, 20 mil wear layer would be standard. Should I go with more than that? No, I wouldn't think that was necessary. If you wanted to do more of a more wear layer is, is uh, when you increase traffic. Wear layer is all about traffic. Okay. So if I'm doing, yeah, if I'm doing a, a lobby in an, or a, a concession stand or something in a or a cafe in an airport, then yeah, I'm probably going to bump all the way up to four, 40 mil. Okay, so we've got uh, two areas here in this new Tampa store for Gym Supply that we're talking about today, folks. And the first one we're talking about right now is the LVP wood grain, two color, four mil, 20, uh, uh, 20 mil um, mm -hmm. protection because it's right. going to have grain in it and we can show that. Now, what we're going to do at the entryway is take up all the carpet tiles going to put in a front counter, you know, for people to come up and, and buy their product. So mm -hmm. there'll be traffic coming in the door. The main exit to the restrooms is right there. You've got a counter where the traffic is and understand you're in a janitor supply place. So there's going to be pallets. Uh, there's going to be a, a, um, a pallet jack, a hand operated pallet jack. That's going to probably go across this from time to time with a pallet of who knows what on it. Shopping carts, you know, filled with or uh, uh, platform trucks, you know, with, you know, 15 mm -hmm. pails of floor finish on it. We want to put tiles there. We don't want the grain. And I do want to have the, the geometric look, you know, uh, something with the blue and the gray to complement the tiles, the carpet tiles. Mm -hmm. Where am I at now? Well, I would question putting an LVT in that situation because you've got you're giving it a lot of a lot of room to fail because you've got pallet jacks. You've got you're telling me you got pallet because when you in introduce a pallet jack, you're also introducing the pallet and pallets have nails sticking out the bottom of them. They have all kinds of different things that can ruin a floor very quickly. If the pallet jack's not lifted quick, high enough and it has a nail sticking out, it'll scratch the floor all the way wherever it goes. Um, so I don't think the pallets will be going on it as much, Sean, as there will be the, the four-wheel platform uh, uh, sure. carts, you know, Pallets. with 10, yeah. yeah, 10, 15 pails of floor finish on them. So, yeah, I mean, that would be my, if, if that's the case, uh, then we could go back to a, an LVT. I'd probably do a, a 30 mil in there um, minimum and go up to as much as a 40 mil and then do some kind of uh, pattern. Where do you I change the prep create... work? No, the prep work will still be the same. Okay. So we're still, still following the same guidelines as far as the other one goes, is getting down to the substrate or either skim coating it, whichever you guys want to do. And I would suggest in that front entryway, right when you walk in, I don't know how large the area is, but right when you walk in, put some walk-off carpet tiles in that area that are designed for entryway. So well, I'm either going to put the tiles, integrate them in, or we're going to have a removable mat. Uh, one way or the other, Sean, you know me, <laughs> I will yeah. have mats in that front door. Uh, yeah, exactly. and, and as far as size, we're probably talking – 
this is probably going to be a 20 by 20 area. I'm, you know, until they get it all cleared out and everything, I'll go back and look and measure. I don't know, but around a right. 20 by 20 area, I'm thinking. Yeah. So, I mean, if you came in and walked up to the counter, you know, with uh, either some kind of walk off mat, like you're talking about, if it's something you guys sell and you want to market it, or if you wanted to install a, you know, a permanent carpet tile walk off, then, you know, I could provide that for you right there when you walk in the door and walk up to the counter. And then you could transition into the LVT, into the showroom. Well, you know, one way or the other, there'll be some type of a walk-off there. Um, right. But you're, you're saying I need to go from, I'm, I'm still going to go with a four mil product, right? I do not make a four mil product in 30 mil. So we may have to just stick with the same 20 mil product in that area as well. Um, okay just because I don't make a four mil product in 30 mil. And let me clarify four millimeters thick and 20 mil. So 20 mil is one, one hundred thousandths of an inch. That's the protective millimeters a millimeter. Yeah, correct. And then four millimeters is actually four millimeters thick. Right. I know that that this gets a little confusing for the layman, doesn't it? Right, right. So I just wanted to clarify that. <laughs> and, and and folks, this is exactly why we're going through this today. And I thought this would be a good subject for our podcast is because this is not this. This isn't just something you go down and I don't want to beat on any one of the stores or anything. You just don't go down to your local hardware store, pick something off the shelf without doing some homework on it. Yeah, correct. Because you will get a failure. I've got my my sister, as a matter of fact, her, her husband and father-in-law, I'm in, I'm in the business and I can help them with it, but they chose, um, not to involve me, (laughs) which is, is, I mean, they just decided they wanted to do flooring one weekend in the kid's room and, um, they have a converted two car garage and she's got triplets. So they wanted to convert that room and they went in and converted it, went and got the stuff and, I went to lunch with my sister last week and she's like, Oh, I wish we would have called you. Oh, I wish we could have called you. They've got gaps in the floor. They've got areas that is popping up. They had started installing it backwards the first time and then they had to pull it up and turn it around. And it's just, it is my sister says horrendous. And, uh, my, my niece said, well, dad said, just don't look at that part. <laughs> so yeah, get a rug and cover you it can, up. Yeah, you can get into uh, you can get overwhelmed really quickly uh, trying to DIY flooring, um, and, and that's why I wanted to have this conversation on our podcast today, Sean. I thank you very much for for helping us with this. Um, you know what? When you're making these choices, why do I want to go with planks or tiles? Why not go with sheet goods or linoleum or uh, you know? Why don't I use these other options? Well, you could. I mean, there's no there's no difference. I mean, the ease of the thing about LVT and LVP is, um, and that which often doesn't get used. This is not a great. I don't sell this way, but one thing that is often brought up by a lot of other salespeople is the fact that if you truly do damage one or two planks and you have some attic stock, you can pull up those two planks and replace them with your attic stock and you've got a new plank in the, in the situation. If you have a sheet good, 
you can you can take a uh, a cookie cutter tool and cut out a perfect circle and remove the damaged area and, and plug in a new one, but you've 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 created a circle seam in your floor. Whereas an LVT, if you peel one plank up and put another one down, uh, and then uh, you 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 have the same situation as you had before. Um, my, my email just keeps saying okay so I, want, uh, I wanted to kind of i want to kind of address that because um sure. there are planks that have no uh what i call tongue and groove they're straight cut or you may have a different term i'm, I'm using my layman term but then sure. there are some of them that you can glue down that actually lock together before you glue them down if I have the locking one, how do I pull those up and replace them, or or can you? Well, in my experience that we have we have at Mannington, our our all of our locking floors are floating floors. Uh -huh. So uh, they're not glued down. They only the locking floors only float. Now, in order to remove a locking floor you have to cut down in between the seam and cut the tongue off of it and then cut the tongue off of the new piece you're putting in and actually glue it in so i don't if you anticipate wanting to replace a uh, product you don't probably don't want to use a floating locking floor you want to use a um just a product that has you know uh, has no no locking mechanism on the side well and that's why the i wanted to bring this up because mm -hmm. folks don't realize that whenever that we say uh, a glue down, there are two different ones out there. Now, Mannington doesn't, as you said, make the glued down right. locking, but people do. And this is where they get stuck. Yeah. I mean, you can't really pull that up, you know, in a, in a, in a clean fashion because you have to cut that tongue off. So it is when, when you're choosing these, I noticed that there was some of these that said uh, straight cut or beveled edge or something like that. What's the, what's so we the, have, all right. So with an LVP and an LVT, we make a micro beveled edge on, on the edge of the top of the tile. So, or the plank, in the plank world, that is to create a beveled edge to where it looks more like individual wood planks. So you have a, an actual different, you have uh -huh. a transition between one plank, one plank number one and plank number two because there's a little groove in between it. Makes it look more like a real wood floor. That's the micro beveled edge. We also offer, um, in some of our products, we offer both edges available. So you can get the micro bevel or you can get the square edge, which is just uh, completely square. There's no bevel cut on it. So both, so both planks uh, next to each other, there's is level between the two. So, so now as a guy that maintains floors and I teach how to maintain floors, I want to, I want, I don't want the beveled edge. Cause that's another, that's another maintenance nightmare. It is, but if you're noticing, my argument to that is if you're noticing or if you're worried about soiling inside the micro bevel edge, then you've got a soiling problem, period. Um, <laughs> because if you're doing it properly, like my good friend Dave says, and using a auto scrubber with a cylindrical brush, yeah, it's going to come right out of there. But people don't use that. They use a standard old dirty, slimy, stinky, filthy, single hole mop bucket and mop. 
Yeah, I went on a job, as a matter of fact, and not to digress away from our topic today, but I went on a job last week to a secondary education facility. Uh, material's been installed about a year and a half. Uh, customer was very unhappy that the product had seemed to have a soiled look to it. It was a lighter gray color, and they were very unhappy with it. And so I, they wanted me to come out and do a demonstration. So I, I went out and... Um, I first questioned the young lady that was doing the cleaning. I said, have you, how do you tell me how you clean the, the floor? There's no wrong answers here. I'm just an investigator. I'm trying to find out what's going on so I can help you do your job easier. She goes, well, I just get a mop in a bucket and I mop, start at one end and I mop it. And then I <laughs> walk out and go on and do my rest of my day. I said, so what, what's happening here is I said, how often do you change the mop water? She goes, I don't in, in this area. So it was like a, a 30 by 75 open corridor room in a between classrooms and a oh my so i said okay so let's let's do and i'd ask her they didn't have any auto scrubbers with cylindrical brushes so i said do you have a slow speed swing machine and do you have a typical tenant or sometimes they had a brand new really nice tenant uh machine they just bought and so i said well bring some a 3M red pad, some neutral cleaner with one ounce per gallon, and some in a bucket with with that in it, and then a bucket with clean water in it, and then um, set your auto scrubber up with the neutral cleaner in it. So we we did that, and then I had them actually clean the floor with the slow speed swing machine uh, with the 3M red pad and just water, and go over it because they'd never done that. And the amount of soil that come off the floor just by doing that oh, yeah. uh, was amazing. And I wanted to notice how much residue she had left on the floor. And there was some some lather that came up, some soap that came up, some residue, but not a lot. So I had them rinse the floor with the clean water and the mop. And I said, see this area that we did, which is about a, a 12 by 20 area, I need you to go clean, the, you need to go clean the mop water, you know? and. So she did that. Then we put neutral cleaner in it and allowed it. We applied neutral cleaner to the floor and allowed it to dwell. And then we scrubbed it again with the same machine. And the amount of soil that come off the floor at that point was just unbelievable. And the, the guy, the, the facility director was, he's like, wow, I just, I just, I just can't believe that. And I said, you see, you don't really have an issue with the floor. You just have an issue with the, the maintenance. So, right. Going back to what we were saying, I don't think the micro bevel versus that argument, the micro bevel versus the square edge is not a valid argument when it comes down to maintenance. If you've got maintenance and you're doing it right, the micro bevel is not going to be your problem. Well, and as you said, your good friend Dave says an auto scrubber with a cylindrical brush or even a floor machine with a cylindrical brush. They have them now. Right. We don't always have to use yeah. rotary and pads, folks. This is what That's we're talking right. about. Right. So, yeah, uh, you can imagine sure. on this little area there at Gym Supply, there's not going to be a rotary machine there. There's going to be a cylindrical machine there, you know? Right. <laughs> so, therefore, the square edge and the beveled edge doesn't matter to you. It's all about aesthetics. Now, to go back to that, you imagine taking a two-and-a-half-millimeter-thick product with a square edge, and we go back to how level your floor should be. So if you don't have a level floor going down a 36-inch plank, you may have several areas in that 
36 inch plank that the floor is on level up under there and then therefore you get a um, a little catch you get lippage you catch with your fingernail lippage so you get lippage which causes soil to grab causes uh, premature deterioration of the product because machines or chairs or everything's catching on the edge of the product so the micro bevel actually helps the installer and with uh, not if he doesn't have a completely perfect floor, gives him a little bit of room for error and doesn't cause that lippage. Well, this goes back uh, to preparation of the floor correctly, Sean, and not shortcoming correct. that. Correct. Correct. So those that's where I get in. Now, I do have some healthcare customers that are adamant, especially now, are adamant about using Square Edge because they just believe that uh, think little microbes and bad things are going to get down into that beveled area and just live there. And if somebody walks on it with a shoe, it's going to eat up through the shoe and attack the person. And by the time they get to the outside of their car, they're already dead. So, <laughs> oh, come on now. I just had to walk in the hospital this morning to do my cardio, John. You know, now you're killing me before I even get in and out of the hospital. So, don't tell me this. Yeah, I, you, know, you don't tell somebody just went through this, those kind of things. It falls back to maintenance. If you've got a proper maintenance program, you're not going to have those issues. So, um, and, and I, I think I that's, think that's that, what we're talking about, Deshaun, is, is right, when you select right. all this stuff, you have to think further than just, I've got 15 days to get this done. Right, right. Which is my case right now. I mean, you know, in 15 days, we got to have this turned around and open. And I'm like, I don't know that we want to try to do this in 15 days. That's a little quick. I mean, it's really, really fast, really fast, especially when you're because what you're doing is you haven't to my based on our conversation earlier, you haven't removed any walls yet. They're starting tomorrow, uh, really starting tomorrow. So you got to remove the walls. You've got to uh, decide where you're going to put new cabinets and new kind of things, Move, remove the rooms, get the new walls put in and new partitions put in. And then what you end up with is, oh, Dave, we've got we've got a day and a half. We're going to open on Wednesday and we need you. Today's Monday and you need to get the flooring installed and you haven't even scraped the floor yet. Yeah, well, that's. That's exactly what I'm, uh, you know, I'm like, I can't do all this planning, get the right stuff, get the floor prepared and get a new floor down and ready in that period of time. It would not be appropriate because somewhere along the way, they're going to short circuit something. Uh, and and the discussion was who's going to do it. Well, you know, the guys that hang the, that, that put the walls up, they can do the floor, too. They said they can do the floor. No. No, <laughs> I'm not saying they can't. It just won't be something I want to be looking at three years from now. No, you would be better off to in this particular situation because of the type of business it is. Um, you're dealing with you know contractors and that kind of thing. Go ahead and get the get the get the place open, clean the floor, scrape it, get the adhesive off the floor, or skim coat it and leave it for opening and then come back in and take your time, pick the right product, and then go back in and install the floors. It's two small areas. Yeah, and and, and that's, uh, you know, I wanted to hear what your opinion was today. I mean, I know we're live on the air, but hey, what the heck, right. uh, uh, you know, right. uh, 
you know, hopefully we'll be open before somebody listens to this and goes, why, what were you talking about? <laughs> right. You know, maybe not, but you know, this is also helpful for our public uh, that's listening either live today or in the recording, because this is real world. This is what uh, building service contractors opposed with all the time. And then people make wrong choices. And then a year or two later, like you said, somebody wants finish put on it. They put finish on it. Now they've been putting floor finish on it for two years. And they got all these comedies of errors. Right. Well, that was the answer on that, that college that I went to last week. The lead facility uh, uh, maintenance, EVS director, he's been in the business. He, we, him and I were talking. We're exactly the same age, 52 years old, been in the business 30 years. His answer was, let me clean it and then put finish on it. That was his, that was his answer. Let, let's just put finish on it. Yeah, that's he the answer to everything, to right? Yeah, and once I went through it with him, and showed him how it was to clean it. I'm like, she can mop it, you know, during the week. And then one day towards the end of the week, spend some time in here with that auto scrubber, preferably get, get some additional brushes for it, but spend the day in here with that. And then, then go back to mop it on Monday. I said, you don't have to scrub it every single day. Um, but in order to maintain an appearance, maintain an appearance, you have to judge that appearance based on your traffic patterns and what you, the success rates get out of your cleaning process. So let's kind of finish this off a little bit here. Um, in your line of Mannington, knowing what we've <laughs> talked about, could you give me uh, the collection or what, 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 what do I need to know to get the right product for what we've talked about? Well, what I would do is I'd put you into the uh, uninterrupted collection. Uninterrupted. Uh, uninterrupted collection. And then I have another one that is called. Uh, uh -huh. no now, see, I, I can tell these. Having to look at the computer and go, what is it that I want to no, tell him? <laughs> I'm looking at books, actually. So I would look at uh, two collections we have. One's called No Reservation Express. And the reason I'd ask you to look at that one is because your job is less than 10,000 feet and we can ship any of that material in five business days. Okay, so I'm going to write this uh, down. You said no reservation? Yeah, no reservations express. And that gives you, that one book has LVP and has LVT in it. So it has color. Okay, are there, are there certain numbers to make sure? Can you send me the certain numbers to make sure I get the four yeah. mil with the 20? Yeah, that's that one already has that. Okay. That whole book is that is that product. And, and that's going to be for the LVP. That's for both. That gives you options on both in that same book. Okay. All right. And then uh, the uninterrupt uninterrupted collection is the same thing. It's four millimeters thick, glue down, and it has um, wood and stone in it. And I'll send you links to those on the Okay, cool. Well, folks, you what you've heard is uh, we're, we're discussing here today a real-life situation, uh, you know, turning a, a building that is meant for one purpose, reworking it, redesigning it, putting in some new product. You heard us. We talked today about, you know, sheet vinyl. 
uh, not such a great idea simply because we couldn't replace it. Is there, would there be another reason why I wouldn't want to do sheet in this uh, foyer or entrance way versus the tiles? The sheet ups your installer's knowledge level. So LV, LVT and LVP is not, you know, I don't, based on substrates and stuff, I don't like to, com I used to use a comparison of a Ferrari mechanic um, as compared to a shade tree mechanic. A shade tree mechanic can install LVT, but now that we've got substrates and moisture issues and floor leveling and all those things that came up, it's become more of a Ferrari mechanic for both. But um, the 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 sheet goods guys really got to know what he's doing. He's got to have installed sheet goods before, not okay, just so yesterday. But there's more installation knowledge required for a sheet good installation. And, and only from that aspect that we should look at sheet versus tile. Yeah, yeah. I mean, totally. You could get a. You could use like our product Biospec MD that we use in operating rooms. It's a no wax or no finish product. We have multiple collections and uh, that's a homogeneous product where the color goes all the way through. Or you could choose any of our heterogeneous products that we have, which we have about 15 different patterns in that that you could use. Uh, and those are all sheet vinyls, not linoleum. Many oh, well, the, yeah, the thing about oil. sheet vinyl is it's all one look, one color, one... Uh, you can't get the geometric and the 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 symmetry well, can't. Yeah, if you use if you use a our product like uh, we have one called Paradigm Collection, you know you can use uh, intersect and then streamline together and create a pattern where you've cut a pattern on the floor. But then you're like you said, like I said, the installation knowledge goes up. So you can't get patterns on the floor. It's just more uh, com complicated for the installer. Right. Sean, I appreciate the time. We are sponsored here by Jim Supply. They've been improving lives with cleaning supplies since 1930 across Central Florida. And as we've been talking today, they're getting ready to open up a new store, new location in Tampa, Florida. Um, can't give you the address yet, uh, but uh, I've been there. It's going to be quite an improvement, uh, uh, quite a lot more space, a lot more options. They'll be able to deliver out of that location rather than having to come out of Orlando all the time. So should help our customers over in the Tampa area. But as you find, as with anything, anytime you move and try to change all this, there's challenges. And Sean, I appreciate helping us uh, talk through some of the challenges for the floor. No problem, Dave. I'm glad to be a part of it. How can people get hold of you if they'd like some of what you talked about today, Sean? You can reach me at 352-630-9884 or Sean, S-E-A-N dot DeVore, D-E-V as in Victor, O-R-E at Mannington.com. Hey, I wanted to ask a question. How's the garden going? The garden is completely tailed up and leveled off. I'm getting ready to plant some oats uh, in there for a cover crop for the winter. And uh, that's about it right now. I don't even know if I'm going to plant a fall garden this year. Really? Yeah, I, I don't think I, I don't know. I've got some, I'm fiddling with some stuff. I've got um, some lemongrass growing. I've been messing with that and uh, learning how to mess to, to create some centronella candles from that and some other things I'm kind of monkeying with. So I don't know if I'm going to actually grow a fall garden. I'm just going to do go all out in the spring. And it sounds like you got a lot of flooring work to do too. 
Yeah, I do. I'm pretty busy right now. I think, you know, I'm blessed right now. We've, uh, uh, you know, they, the company gives us budgets. I'm at 100% right now. So I'm hoping, I'm not over, not under, but I'm hoping that I can, can maintain that throughout the last of the year. But I'm about, I had a really good year last year. So I'm about a million dollars below where I was last year at the same time. So, but I'm still on budget, which I blew my budget out last year. So, um, I know that all that seems confusing, but it's uh, hopefully uh, right now, based on the economy, we've we've went through the COVID situation and the economy going the way it did and all that kind of stuff. I'm I'm happy to be where I'm at. Well, you know, I, I look at that that same way. You know, even though I went through the health issues here in the last couple months, uh, it's been a great year. I'm glad to be alive. Glad that. I'm in the cleaning industry. It's uh, been good to me all my life, and it's still good to me even with things going on. Uh, you, you and I talked about this before. I think next year is going to be different. We just don't know how different. Yeah, I mean, we, we've got to, you know, it just all depends on, on how things play out towards the end of the year, when, you know, the election included and, and all that. And I think what I always try to impress upon people that I encounter that get really upset about the politics and things that are going on is this country's survived, you know, the revolutionary war, the civil war, Vietnam war, world war one, world war two, you know, we, we survived nine 11. I mean, this country will continue to poke along. It's not, you know, it's not going to die because one man gets elected over another man. Um, no. So it, it, it will continue to persevere. Even if I am going to walk in the hospital and die from a microbe that came through my shoes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I can't believe that. Folks, we're glad that you've been listening to us and that we're here to talk with you. Uh, if you like what we've done here on the show, please like and share everything. This is Beyond Clean with Ace, our podcast we do. Sean will be back with us first Monday of next month. We'll have a couple more podcasts yet before the month is over, so just stay tuned. Also, go to www.academyofcleaning.com. That's our main page. You'll find all of our courses listed there. The Accredited Infection Prevention Expert course, uh, we're teaching that this Thursday and Friday. We've got live courses now back on the schedule, uh, remote courses, and, of course, all of the online learning. So go and get the education that you need from, well, from us or anybody else. Get a certificate. It's time to have one. We follow three words here every time we talk. Make sure that you follow the same ones in life and what's going on for you. Make sure that whatever you do, it is healthy, positive, and proactive. Sean, thank you, and we'll uh, probably talk to you pretty soon. Sounds good, Dave, and I'll uh, send you, I'll email you those links directly to the products you can review. Appreciate that. All right, buddy. Take care. Have a great day. Will do. Thanks, folks. See you. Bye-bye.